I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Uh, Steve Novak, Bucks television analyst for Fox Sports Wisconsin. Saw Steve yesterday down there uh, courtside doing the game with Jim Paschke. Steve, how you been, buddy? I've been good. I've been good. The boys are playing well, so it's it's been fun to, to be there and to watch these boys get it back into back – into, uh, Back into the right mode, getting ready for playoffs. It was uh, it, it was almost like it was a statement game yesterday because they had got beaten by uh, Cleveland the other day. And yesterday it seems like they came out with a different tenacity. Giannis, who I was a little surprised he played in that game because they've been nursing him a little bit, but Giannis came out. He looked like he was a man on a mission yesterday. Was that uh, – because they had lost to Cleveland prior to. So was that kind of a statement game in your mind? You know, I think – Looking at the last Cleveland game, which was last Wednesday, right? It's a back-to-back. Bucks play play LA, then they're in Cleveland, and they're not playing with Giannis. So, and there were seven guys out. So I think you know going into the game, there's just a lot of things that are against you. And yes, you look at the two records, and you go, well, they're opposite records. The Bucks have won 50 some games, and Cleveland lost 50 some games. But Look, it's still the NBA. Jordan Clarkson, Colin Sexton. I mean, these guys, Kevin Love, right? It's like, you know, you're still going to have to, you're going to have to bring it. So in Cleveland, yeah, it was close at the end and, and Cleveland won. But then coming to Milwaukee, you just felt like it was going to be different, right? Giannis is playing. They're a little bit rested. It's at home. And so, you know, I do think that this has been a team all year that hasn't lost to a team two times all year. And so you almost knew it was, it was just a given, right? They don't lose two in a row. Ever. They don't lose to the same team twice, and they've really stuck to that all year. So, you know, I do think, like you said, though, more than anything, seeing Giannis out there and playing the way he did was the biggest thing I took away from that was, look, the playoffs are coming. There's talk of teams resting guys. Giannis is the furthest thing from from that mode, right? He's just he's ramping up. He wants to play. When he gets hurt, like, he turns his ankle against Philly, stays in the game. Turns his ankle against Miami, stays in the game, and then plays the next night. So, you know, I think he's in the right mindset and showing real leadership, honestly. Um, he's he's not showing signs that he's bothered by that right ankle, but we all know it's there. Their next game is against the Houston Rockets coming up tomorrow night down at the Fiserv Forum. You would expect him to play in that ball game as well, correct? Yeah, I mean, I, I do think that, you know, if you look at the minutes that he's played this year versus even last year, right, I think he's played three or 400 less minutes total for the year than he did last year. So has Middleton. So like you said, if there's little things that get you nicked up along the way, of course they're going to have to rest it. So it's not bothering them into the playoffs, like a little ankle tweak or something like that. But I do think that these guys, the whole, the whole starting five is positioned, you know, well in terms of the minutes they played. And, and more than that, maybe even is I feel like the bench guys have played more minutes and more consistently as a whole, right? You're talking DJ and Pat and Urson and obviously Miritich is out right now, but Tony Snell, who's been a bench guy, he was plugged in. So I think it works both ways that the starters minutes are a little lower this year. The bench guys have gotten great consistent opportunities. And so, you know, that's, that's what Bud is known for. He did it in Atlanta. We're kind of seeing the results of that right now with the, with the end of the season coming, the team has been able to win games when guys have been out and, you know, they still sit with the best record fighting for that one seed with, you know, a few more wins. 
What else is there to, 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 as far as statements go, what else is there between now and the end of the season that the Bucks need to do, if anything? Um, I don't think there's anything. I really don't. I mean, I think the, the body of work when there's only this many games left is the body of work. The state of health for these guys is very good right now. Malcolm out stinks, but it's not long-term. He'll be back. Miritich is out, but he'll be back. Um, possibly even for the start of the first round. We don't know yet. So, I mean, I, mean, I think that one seed is obviously a statement to go and get to, to lock that in to, to show for the whole finals, for the whole Eastern Conference side, and then for the finals to have home court would be, look, we've been the best team in the entire league, and we have home court advantage all the way through the playoffs would be a big statement. But really, I think going into the playoffs healthy, as healthy as you can at this point, is by far the most important thing. Is there anything to the game on April 4th where Philadelphia came into the Fiserv Forum and said it was a playoff atmosphere and they wanted to make a statement? Do the Bucks circle that game and say, that's a nationally televised TNT game, we're going into Philly, we want to make that statement back at them, or does it really matter? You know, I think if you want to cycle, if you're Brett Brown, right, the coach for the Philadelphia 76ers, I say you bring it up and you say, hey, look, it was, like you just said, TNT game. It was a Sunday afternoon. You guys went into their house and you beat them. I think you use it if you're them. But I think the truth of the matter is, if you think for one second that when when I or you or anybody else talks about regular season games being a playoff-like atmosphere, playoff-like and playoff atmosphere are for sure different things. And I, I think it's because there's the the Sunday afternoon part of it, sure, and there's the national TV part of it, yeah. But the, we've worked the entire year. We've talked about this moment the entire year. We've been getting ready and doing everything we've done for this right now. Part of it is not there. So if you're Brett Brown, I say you use it. Give yourself a little psychological advantage. But if you're the Milwaukee Bucks, I think you know. I'm glad you guys are pumped about that win a month ago. But we'll see what happens tonight. Uh, when we had Bledsoe on last week, were you surprised how candid he was about the contract and about kind of what he has said to Chris Middleton in regards to his contract? I thought it was – it was you know, these guys have been awesome all year. When we've asked them questions like that, I feel like they give us honest answers. Jabari last year openly talked about his feelings on what he was offered, what he wanted, kind of the whole essence uh, of why he did or didn't do uh, what he did with contracts. And then this year, when we've asked guys, like you said, Eric Bledsoe, do you talk to your teammates about, should I sign, should I not? I want to be here for a long time, or I don't. You know, I thought it was awesome to hear him say, look, I'm loving playing here. I didn't like it in Phoenix, and I wanted out. And I said I wanted out. And now here, John Horse came to me and my agent. It didn't take very long. He was very fair. It got to a number and a number of years that I felt like was fair. This is where I want to be. I want to play with Giannis and for the next four years, do I want to be anywhere else? No. So 17 million a year. If maybe there's a couple million more left a year, if I go into free agency, who knows what happens in the playoffs? Who knows if I get nicked up? Who knows what it takes some of those variables out for him. I thought it was awesome to hear him say, where's, where would you rather be? Where would I rather play? And he said, I want to be with Giannis in Milwaukee. I, uh, I like what he said uh, about Chris Middleton in the sense that he, he kind of nudged Middleton. He didn't want to talk contract, but he said, dude, you, you can't leave me. You, 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 we're, we're together. you got to stay here. I, 
to me, it's, it's Steve, it's been a long time since we've heard so many Milwaukee Bucks players or guys that come into this situation say Milwaukee needs to be the destination, needs to be their home. You're right about that. Uh, and and I think that when there's the conversations about is Chris Middleton a max guy, should he be offered max by the Milwaukee Bucks? Look, that's all to be seen. The playoffs are all still coming. Is Is that a really big deal? Yeah, the, the playoffs and how you perform and how the group looks, it, it really is. But but to hear Eric Bledsoe say, me and Giannis are on the same page. Chris Middleton and I and Giannis are on the same page. We want to play together, and we encourage each other to, to stay here. Guys have to make decisions for themselves and their families, and I don't think anybody holds that against a guy ever. But they're having a conversation saying, hey, I want you to stay here. And if you don't think that means a ton to a guy, instead of just silence, you know, if you, you're like, I know you're going to get offered Middleton – but I'm telling you beforehand, hey, I want you here. Uh, to me, that that's a big deal. I mean, that shows a guy you're not not saying anything. You're telling them, I want you to be here. I understand what you what you got to do, but I want to be your teammate, and I think it means a lot to a guy. So, without Brogdon moving forward, at least for the first series or so, because and you're familiar with this type of injury. That's a painful injury, right? Yeah, the plantar fascia. I mean, I think it sounds to me like it's better than if it was a strain. It sounds like it's a small tear, which means it can start to heal. And I am by no means a doctor, but the, but what I've heard is it's whatever a good version of this is that can heal more quickly. So, yes, painful, but apparently supposed to be healing quicker than if it was uh, just a strain. A tear is actually better. And I'm not a doctor, once again. <laughs> so what do they what what do they do in the meantime? How do you see, because I know that, uh, like yesterday, they changed some rotations, and Budenholzer was kind of tinkering with some things. W- who picks up the slack here? You know, th- there's not a guy you plug in and go, oh, now we filled Malcolm's spot. Uh, there's no question. I think he's been one of the, the best surprises, and there have been several with this team. But how good he's been. 36 pick, he ends up being the rookie of the year, and now this year he's really one of the most important cogs to this team. He handles the ball. He makes open shots. He finishes at the rim. He's a steadiness. I mean, I don't think you can really just say, oh, we're going to pluck this guy off the bench and he's going to be all those things. That's why Malcolm's as good as he is. But I think that what Malcolm does, guys like Giannis have abilities to, to take on a little more responsibility, to be point guard and score Middleton he can handle the ball he can run pick and rolls he can get the team into the offense guys like Bledsoe can guard the other team's best player Malcolm sometimes guards the bigger guards or can guard a three-man Bledsoe can do that Middleton can do that Giannis can do that so I think it's a group a group effort among the the guards and and to be honest I feel like they've done a good job they haven't played the toughest schedule since Malcolm's been out which is I think a blessing uh, but I feel like they've done a good job of holding down the fort with, with a big piece and Malcolm being out. Hey, before I let you go, I also wanted to ask you yesterday, Marcus Johnson uh, has his number retired in the Fiserv Forum. You guys had a chance to talk to him. You guys had a chance to sit down and, and, and not only get to know him, but to kind of rehash his career here. Uh, look, you and I didn't get a chance to see him play up close and personal. We were kids watching it you know, for a long time, but... Uh, what what does it mean for the Bucks to have some of these guys come back? You saw Bob Lanier yesterday sitting there, and you realize his greatness and, and Junior Bridgman and such. What does it mean to finally be recognizing some of the greats that played in Milwaukee as this Milwaukee franchise begins to kind of get themselves back on the map, so to speak? Yeah, I thought the timing was, was awesome. You know, like you're saying, I think, you know, with one of the greatest, if you want to call Giannis, one of the greatest point forwards of all time, undebatably, right? Uh, 
Marcus Johnson was one of the original point forwards. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that, you know, there's been a lot of time, 30 years since he retired from the NBA, about 35 years since he was last here in Milwaukee. And so people have said, that's a long time. But I just think it was special yesterday. Not only the people who watched him play when he was here, it was special for them. But like you said, the people like you, myself, who I wasn't born when he was playing for the Milwaukee Bucks, get to watch those clips, get to talk to him about it, get to hear Bob Lanier and Junior Bridgman and Sidney Moncrief tell stories about how special he was, I think was it brought an awareness to this generation, I think, to who Marcus Johnson was, is, and now his number's up there. And when we all look up there now, we're all going to know it's not just a number. Like, oh, I, I know more about Marcus Johnson, I think, because of the timing and because of that awesome ceremony yesterday. Steve, enjoy the family trip and vacation. We'll see you when you get back, and uh, then we'll get into the postseason because it's not that far away. We have, what, eight games, seven games remaining in the in the regular season, so it should be a lot of fun to watch them down the stretch. You got it. I can't wait. All right, buddy. Talk to you soon. There you go. Steve Novak, Bucks television analyst for Fox Sports Wisconsin, co-host of the Milwaukee Basketball Hour, and uh, he joined us on the Schneider Orange Hotline. Schneider hiring drivers right now. You work hard, they treat you fair. 80-plus years they've been getting it done. Call them 844-PRIDE or go to schneiderjobs.com. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.